Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Good boy, yes. Good boy. Snack on that churro. Oh, good. Now do that for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do anything else, I'm sure. Hi. Hi. Are we actually doing it? Are we there? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring the game down just a little bit because we're spiking like crazy. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's chill. It's whatever. That's great. Who needs audio quality? We got our coffee. I got my water. I got my notebook. We're here. We we're, are here. We're drinking. We're doing it. What time is it? 4.45. That's a reasonable hour to be drinking alcohol. Oh, yeah. We put Bailey's in our coffee. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? We're drinking coffee. We put Bailey's in there. It's a little unreasonable to be drinking coffee at 4.45, but the alcohol is great. Listen, whatever. It's fine. It's totally fine. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's good, though. Mm. Isn't it? Mm. She good. Big shout out to Almond Milk Bailey's and mm-hmm. whatever coffee my roommate purchases. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we can dive right in at season one, episode six, Boys to Menza, play on uh, Boys to Men. I don't get it. Boys to Men? No, no, no. I get Boys to Men. Oh. But what is Mensa? <laughs> Mensa is a high IQ society. Okay. So that's that Great. play on. like. Now, now it makes plenty of sense. Yeah. Now yeah. it makes sense. Yes. I'm Skylar. <laughs> oh, I'm Megan. Hi. Hi. If you've made it this far, I hope you know that. Uh, this is uh, The Feeny Call. And we're going to talk about Boys to Mensa, which yeah. is a um, clever title now that we have established what Mensa, what Mensa means. Is. Okay. I think that it is your turn. Am I the recap? Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. All right. Here we go. Okay, so in this episode, uh, Corey is goofing off in class, and he talks to Feeney. He's like, why do you always pick on me? And then him and Sean get attention, and Corey finds answers to an IQ test that's supposed to take in class the next day and decides that he's going to memorize them, and he gets the highest score, and everyone's like, oh, isn't that interesting? And he's like, yep, guess so. And then he finds out that he's going to have to go to a new school because uh, only really smart kids can go to this new school, and he's too smart for this school, and he doesn't want to go, and he has to take another test, and he takes it and gets the average grade that we expect because he's average, and everyone's like, yeah, we knew all along that you were lying. It's better and to just be yourself. Stop. That was a good little ad at the end. Yeah, we made it. Well, okay. Hi. If you heard that, that's that's the new puppy, Ducky. (laughs) That's Ducky. I guess if you would like to start. Well, actually, Mm -hmm. I'll kick us off a little. Some fun facts? Yes. Some trivia. And this one is actually about Sean and Corey together because at the beginning of this episode, Sean Mm -hmm. said, like, am I your best friend? And this is the first time that we've ever kind of, Mm -hmm. we've started to make that Corey-Sean against the world kind of connection because we've phased in and out of friends and things like that. This episode really establishes Ryder Strong as like a a main character alongside the rest of them. So my fun fact is Ben Savage and Ryder Strong are the only actors to appear in all 158 episodes in the series nice yeah it's a good one yes mm-hmm. um second place is will Friedle, who appears in every episode except for 16 candles and 400 pound men heartbreak Corey, if you can't be with the one you love in starry night so those are the only episodes that will Friedle does not make an appearance in but yes sean and Corey are the only two that make an appearance in every single episode of the series which is 158 episodes that's really interesting Another i wouldn't fact. would not have guessed that Ryder Strong was in every episode. Especially at the beginning. And I would have guessed there was an episode early here that he didn't make the cut yeah. in. Or even like uh, when he takes off and goes on his little road trip, whatever, after his dad dies. Yeah, where he disappears. But he comes the, back like immediately yeah, after. Yeah, I mean, it's a quick turnaround and it's all still about him. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. All right, mm-hmm. good. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Cool. The more you know. Are any other fun facts or trivia? Or are we going to talk about what 
what we learned. What did you learn, Skylar? What did I learn? Well, as I sip my alcoholic coffee. Yeah. In this episode, I learned a couple of things. First off, this IQ test that these sixth graders get. And so the concept for me of an IQ as a measurable standard is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I think this episode makes a point of saying that, but not in explicit terms. Yes. I love how early on, Corey, they get their papers back and Feeney tells uh, the one student, nice job. Corey, you could have done better. Mm -hmm. They both got C's. And Corey complains, why did you compliment him but insult me, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Feeney explains that, like, he really tried his best. And because of that, like, I respect him, right? And so, like, it it just does a nice job of Mr. Feeney showing that it's not about your intelligence or, or lack thereof, but this idea that, like, you need to be trying your best Mm -hmm. to achieve. And then Feeney takes the blame whether they understand it or not. You know, like, all you can do as the student is try your hardest. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand it, if you're trying your hardest and you don't understand it, then it's my responsibility as the teacher, like, or it's my fault as the teacher, Mm -hmm. you know. But if you're not trying your best, then it's on you, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that give and take there between teacher and student of, like, student tries their best, teacher imparts the material. Mm -hmm. And if the student fails but tried their best, then that's not on them. I've said that three times, I think. But that for me, the like just, I don't know, breaking down this um, imaginary intelligence quotient that I think is measure trying to measure an 11-year-old's intelligence based on a, you know, a standardized test is stupid. So, and I think, you know, in some ways this show also, this episode also takes a quick poke at standardized testing in general and the mm-hmm. inherent flaw that is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where I kind of think this the takeaway is in this episode. I also love the the little subplot with Morgan's Halloween costume, oh, right? Oh uh, my. <laughs> I I put uh, in all caps, Morgan dash amazing. I, I think this is a great. She's Morgan a star episode. in this episode. She's, she shines. And what I think is great about that subplot too is when they have this pompous woman come to their house and she insults them in every way and it's and like in no small part because of Morgan just being herself. Mm-hmm. Again, no one says anything about how directly related that is to Corey's thing happening with him right now like they say like oh we let her pick out her own clothes Mm -hmm. and we encourage her creativity and her individuality right and and like that's again the idea here with Corey is that like you know who he is is not something that he should be ashamed of Mm -hmm. and uh and so Morgan's not ashamed of who she is and so like there's just this nice parallel in those plots that I don't think it was, it was obviously deliberate, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody... Wasn't explicit. Yeah, like no one in the episodes, like, like your sister, Morgan, who is, <laughs> you know, no one goes so far as An to spell it out. parallel. <laughs> right. Can't you see? Yeah. Uh, I agree. I I think mine kind of piggy... What I learned from it kind of piggybacks onto yours and just that don't, don't pretend to be somebody that you're not. Mm-hmm. It's It just causes more chaos than it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... By Corey kind of lying his way into what he thinks is like a foolproof plan. Like, Feeney's going to treat me the best. This is a great idea. He ultimately is cheating himself not only of just a good, I guess, I don't want to say a good education. But basically because he thinks that he's like cheating the system and that he's going to get a fair play from now on. And he's always going to get A's and Feeney's going to 
move him to the head of the class and whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's also cheating himself out of just being... He cheats himself out of taking responsibility for who he is as a person, basically. Because Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. is not saying... I guess what he... He misplaces... Well, no, no, I think you're onto something. Like, he misplaces... If his his central problem, right, Mm -hmm. is Feeney doesn't respect me. Mm -hmm. And he misplaces the blame and arrives at the wrong solution. Yes, yeah. You know, he he blames it on that I'm not smart. That's why Feeney doesn't respect me. Yes. And so if Feeney thinks I'm smart, then he respects me. Yes. Right? But the... The problem is Feeney doesn't respect me because I don't respect him or I don't the or my own myself. education. Yeah. Right. Like I don't respect myself and who I am or him. And, and I think I need to change in order to get his respect. Right. And so you know at the so end of the like episode Greece. it's like Greece, change <laughs> yourself for the respect of a man. Is that, <laughs> is that, did I just Whatever. What a pair. Yeah, you know. Whatever, it's fine. In the next like episode, Greece. Corey is wearing uh, skin-tight leather pants mm-hmm. and... and uh, he's in a T-Birds jacket. Right, right. Because he didn't change, but she did. Oh, absolutely. Which one are we he talking about now? Anything. I don't even know. <laughs> Listen, here's my thing. Two cents on Grease real quick. If Please. you, I've been in it. Please. If, if the movie Grease, which is wildly popular, st- did Grease the wrong way. Because if you stage Greece as a parody of the culture that existed in that time in a high school and not as like a sweet fun story trying to depict a moment in time then it's genius mm-hmm. there's somebody one of my friends is an actor opened my eyes to this because I was complaining about Greece very similarly and they're like no 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 here's the thing if you, you put it. that on and it is not mocking like, itself right like you if you make it a parody of all of that then it's awesome Whereas if you do it, as so many people do, where it's like, look at this little snapshot of life. Like, that's fucked. That is, yeah. But if it's like, look at this overly... Could you not, Ducky? (laughs) I'm in the middle of something. (sighs) I don't even know if you could hear that. He's just whining quietly outside, staring out the window, waiting for his husband to come home from war. Well, there are people out there, so that's probably why. He's like, I want to make friends with those... Yeah, you do. You want to make friends with those people so bad. Look at your bow tie. Isn't it cute? Lord have mercy. So any the way, the point is, <laughs> uh, next time your community theater puts on Grease, don't try to do it like the movie. Try to do it like you're making fun of all of those stereotypes. And then if you don't get cast, screw them. They don't understand your artistic interpretation of Grease, which is the correct one. That's the right way to do Greece it. Grease mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's called Grease. No one talks you about that enough. You have so many names. I'm just saying. So many options. At the end of the day here. You could have named it, I don't know, High School Musical. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, what is this podcast about? All right. Um, <laughs> what have we become? Where, so anyway, Corey needs to earn, he, backing to the end of the episode. Yes. When Corey approaches the desk, he approaches the bench and says, your honor, I have, uh, he figures it out, right? That, you know, Yes. Uh, he says something to Feeney about the other student who failed the test, and Feeney accepts the responsibility for that, and Corey admits that he understands that, like, you know, it's about trying. He turns in his nose, his clown nose. 
which is a beautiful symbolic gesture that means nothing. Means nothing. For the rest of the series. And also, <laughs> also, I would like to say, well, yes, I did make that note. I was like, yeah, okay, you're going to give up your shenanigans, sure. It's just, whatever. yeah, it's, it's like... like a, for two days. Right. So Corey turns in his nose and it's bullshit. Yes. So, well, my first note right out the gate was how did he not think he was going to get caught with that nose? Did he... Oh, oh, you mean like in the episode, like yes. he thinks he's being funny and mocking Feeny? Yes. Like, did he really think that he wasn't? Really? Yeah. Did he think he was not going to get caught? Yeah, that's a good, like, that's just at least earlier... I'm so surprised. I'm like, are you kidding? It's a giant red nose and all you're doing is flipping around. <laughs> uh-huh. As soon as your name gets called, you're going to have to flip back around. Right. There are only nine kids in the class. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also a note to Panga again. Some other random chick is in the, uh, in Topanga's seat. Back to Minkus Burns. Oh yeah, where a... Sean? What does Sean call him? He says, "Um, it's one. It's a quick back and forth, like one-two mm-hmm. punch." I know Minkus calls him a troglodyte. Yes. And Sean gives a great look of like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> I wanna. I'd like to comment while we we're talking about just like the play-by-play here of the hypocrisy for a moment of Feeny, in that Corey complains about when he makes a paper airplane, he gets detention, but what Minkus does, he doesn't, right? And then we cut to Minkus, Minkus assembling a like scale model paper airplane, yep. right? I mean, With it looks a great. spinning propeller and everything. Right. Sure. Incredible. Fucker's still making a paper yeah, airplane in glass. He has a point. The quality I mean, of the paper airplane should not diminish should not the diminish fact the that it's a paper airplane. I I think the only reason that Minkus gets away with it is because Corey probably is throwing it and distracting the class in the process, and Minkus is probably just making it and like setting it aside. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's on a shelf he's, or something, and yeah. it's casual. He's just but... doing it because he's bored with the lecture. He already knows what's going on. So. That's true. Why isn't Minkus being in this... Like, why isn't he recruited to this nice IQ school? I have a theory about this whole IQ thing, and it kind of gets blown up a little bit. It's not really, like, it doesn't make sense. But uh, I'm going to talk about it anyway, because I okay. think it's kind of fun. All Here right, we go. So, so my whole thing with this this whole school and nonsense, and I think this might have honestly been a more interesting, I'm not going to pretend I could have written the episode better. That's the wrong thing for me to say. The point is, is I was watching this, and I was like, you know, what if the whole thing is a setup? Mm-hmm. Like, what if this woman that comes to their home has nothing to do with this test or anything? What mm-hmm. if she's just, like, Feeney's friend that is, like, I got a kid that won't fess up, so we're gonna, you know, here's here's the step one, two, three of the plan here to mm-hmm. get it out, right? And he, you know, tells Alan and Amy that. And, again, this doesn't hold up yeah. because, like, when this woman shows up, she's a bitch to Alan and Amy and Well, everything. and I'm sure that Feeney himself... If this is an IQ test that obviously he says it's been taken in the region, he probably has to submit right. the answers it, uh, yeah. to the state. Oh, of it's a this is a this is like a measuring. We're checking our education system, and we're yeah. going to close six schools, kind of shit. Um, Whatever. Yeah, and we'll turn them into luxury apartments yeah. and gentrify uptown. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Wow, anyway, we, so. are, we are hitting. <laughs> we are being brutal this episode. This is the episode of just not niceness. Yeah, well. From Megan and Skyler. Everyone uh, go and say hello to the Stewart School lofts over by the Wilson Red Line stop and <laughs> tell everybody there. That, never mind. Just, it's fucked. It's <laughs> fucked. It's fucked. You can cut this out. <laughs> uh, I don't think I will. If you want to keep it in there, there's, I don't know if you, what you know about it, but it's literally, oh, wow. they, they closed a CPS school uh, on like Broadway and Wilson a couple years ago mm. because of low enrollment. And then... Um, uh, uptown as a neighborhood met mm-hmm. to like decide what to do with the building and there were all these bids to make it into like a community building or like an arts focused building yeah. or like this or all these things 
and it was gonna go or like to make it affordable housing or things like that and then right at the last minute some like condo association swooped in with a higher bid to make like luxury uh condos this is like an episode this is an episode of girl meets world actually where they that happens. The yeah. Oh. Have you watched Girl Meets I've, World? I've watched it. Yeah. It's okay. been. I only watched it all once. I just remember they had a big emphasis on arts in the. There were a lot of arts and education. Yeah, because she was an artist. artist. Is I don't know. The show's over. Was they and I know they like lobby. They did like a whole episode about like yeah. raising their voices and lobbying. Yeah, Listen, they, Girl like, Meets World to, was fine. It like, was fine. It, I honestly, it got pulled. I think right as it was starting to kind of hit its streak because they got to high school and they could have started deal. They could have gone bigger. Started dealing with bigger issues, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a good foundation, I feel like, because a lot of the foundation was, like, Maya and um, Riley fighting over this guy. Yeah. And that's not a good... That's right. not good enough for me. I'm no, sorry. no, you're right. Disney what? Channel can't do fun shit anymore. They can't talk about drinking or premarital right. sex or, like, anything. Like, they can't do those episodes. Like, The Promises, Promises and the one where they drink, those are the yeah, two episodes show. that are not allowed to air on Disney Channel because they deal with those issues. And I'm right. like... Kids are dealing with these issues. Yeah. Like I was, I think I was a junior in high school and I stopped watching Disney Channel permanently, mm-hmm. pretty much, other than Girl Meets World. But like I was starting to deal with some of those issues. Like I had friends who were drinking all the time. I had a huge uh-huh. crush on a guy who went every week to a football game and was drinking. And mm-hmm. that's when you start like kind of figuring out your body and your sexuality and that kind of thing. And it's very upsetting to me that Disney Channel is super... They're just putting a blanket over any issue that could be real. They don't even show kissing anymore, hardly. Yeah. And that was a big deal if you go back and watch That's So Raven, Sweet Life, even the beginnings of, not really Hannah Montana, but Sweet Life and That's So Raven definitely both had a lot of kissing in them. If you remember Sweet Life, the yeah. mom would casually kiss Arwen all the time. Yeah. Casually. Uh-huh. It's true. They're top-notch shows. That's So Raven Is the A-plus. greatest Disney Channel show of all time. Fight me. I'm not gonna fight you. What? What would I would need to like process that for a minute. What would contend for you? What deals with bigger issues has a better cast and Mm -hmm. better plots and. Okay. All right. I see. I mean, you're you're not. You are certainly not wrong. I would say it all comes down to it. It would come down to personal preference and when you grew up, because Mm -hmm. you might have been catching the tail end of that whole thing. So you would have. I watched all of that story even as it was going. Only like two years but you difference. probably related to more to more. like sweet life yes because mm-hmm. i was a straight white boy mm-hmm. <laughs> i um, think i think you're not you are not wrong you would just have to do some work. i wouldn't i need to like really think on it but it is tough to raise an argument against raven is the quality of the cast the, the writing She's the best the that disney has ever produced she her comedic timing is flawless it's mm-hmm. flawless it's true it's true. She's an excellent actress. I mean, even bringing it back now, right, she's still as home. good as she was. Yeah. I would say Did that. Did you watch that? That reboot. Yeah. I would say that reboot. I haven't watched all of them. I've watched like two or three episodes. Is it still going? I've only watched like two episodes of it I think it is still going. Yeah. It was that funny. That reboot is better than Grommet's World. Oh, that's probably, and that's uh, almost certainly true. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love Grommet's World. But it was definitely, Grommet's World was just, we're going to sit here for seven out of 10 episode season and pull at your heartstrings if you watched Boy Meets World. Yeah. So I feel like the kids really didn't have, it was it just didn't hold a lot of weight because they were like, here are these random kids and let's give them a relationship problem to deal with. Mm-hmm. But we, what we really want to do is just bring in mm-hmm. millennial viewership. Yeah. I think that they, they made the show knowing too much yeah. kind of. 
Because if they would have made the show without all the pretense of later Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. and just let the, let Girl Meets World like be its own thing, kind of be on its own. Like obviously it can't agree. be on its own. Well, that's what entirely, Raven is but, doing, basically. Right, like it's kind of standing on itself. Mm-hmm. More so, like yeah, you've got it's a familiar her kids character. Out what's, right, what they're dealing with and their yeah, business. yeah. There's a familiar basis, but mm-hmm. they're allowing it its own room to breathe as its own show. Whereas Girl Meets World was like, okay, well, we had this this relationship and this thing, and that was all successful. But that was like, you know, five years into a show mm-hmm. that they pulled that like. Seasons one through, like, season three is when we start to introduce real relationship drama. Mm-hmm. And that's the last you season. Know? Which is why I'm like, it was just starting to... Sorry, no, start. I'm talking about Boy Meets World. Oh, sorry, and, sorry, Yeah, yeah, in Boy Meets World, like, we spend two seasons just focusing on, like, fluff. a kid and his friends and fluff and some life lessons before we get into, like, some real, mm-hmm. like... Hard-hitting stuff. Yeah, well, there's some hard because I mean we're coming up on like the Christmas episode where like Sean's fan, Sean's dad gets let go and everything. Yes. And, like we have that. They start to bring stuff like that in, but I yeah. feel like they weren't. It's mostly still fluff early. Yeah, they've got to get comfortable, obviously, with what they're doing before they can pull out some more risque things. Sure. It's kind of like they got to grab our attention and hunker us down, and then mm-hmm. it's not like Seven Heaven where right out the wazoo the brother and sister almost kiss in the first episode. That so. reference is so lost on me. <laughs> Ray and Hannah had me sit... Ray and Hannah are my roommates in mm-hmm. the event that I leave this in. Uh, they had me <laughs> sit down and watch the first episode of Seventh Heaven, and I will never watch it again. It was... Say that a brother and sister almost disaster. kiss in the yes, first it's episode? Jessica Biel, and I don't know who the guy is in the... But she's, like, trying to get him to teach her how to kiss. And I was like, nope, this is some Game of Thrones shit. I'm done. I'm out. That's I seriously fucked. got up and left the room. I'm not like, here for an episode is, of Incest. This is not... No! No! Lest we forget... Life with Derek. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Disney. And what happened there. And the oh God. inevitable incestuous nonsense. Oh, it was so nonsense. rough. It was rough. It was rough. But at least they, I will say, at least they were not related by blood. In Seventh Heaven, they were related by blood. And she was like, just like, how do I, where do I put my hands? And I was like, I'm ew, done. Ew, I'm leaving. Ew. I'm leaving the room. Fucking ew. I know. <laughs> anyway, that's this. And my spinoff podcast about how much I like Seventh <laughs> Heaven. Um, God. Yeah. And where the hell were we in this episode? Um, we were actually... Please enjoy a message from our sponsor while we get back to right? basics. Please. This is where our ad for Casper mattresses go. We talked um, We talked a little bit about Minkus Burns, and that's pretty much how far we go. Is there anything else to learn in this episode that we'd like to, to jump on? I love, I, I do have kind of one, like a thing I want to ruminate on a little bit, yes. if it's right with you. I love, I've always loved Feeney's delivery uh, in the scene when they're in the lunchroom, right? Him and mm-hmm. Corey, right? I love that scene a yes. lot. Like as a, the whole, as a whole, it's a great scene. And Feeney does such a nice job of never blaming Corey. Yes, or accusing. And, or accusing Corey, right? Does such a wonderful job of trying to coax honesty out mm-hmm. of him and give him an out, really, mm-hmm. to be like, listen, I know you meant well, and I know you just wanted to do your best. This mm-hmm. was the wrong way to do it. Mm-hmm. But, like, allows Corey to get there on his own. And I love his little button as he's leaving the mm-hmm. scene. And he stops by the like skeleton and says, "Don't you just love Halloween? Yep. Nobody is what they appear to be." Yes. And like that, I his delivery that of that notes. line is just nice little dig. It's there. so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's because it it stings, and yet it's like comes from it's a place honest. of love and honesty. Uh-huh. 
scene is so good. It, it, that scene is just like, it's such, I mean, there's, we've already seen it too, but that scene's such a good, how much does George Feeney care about his students? Yeah. Student. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, if you are a good student and if you are good in school, you can get away with a lot more shit. I will say oh, that. Yeah. That, no, that does ring That's true. true. That much very... is true. If you're a good student and you're you're not labeled a problem child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a very, and maybe this was just because my mom taught at school that I went, but I, um, I was a good kid all the years of school. And then my senior year, I didn't want to go to my private school. I tried to go to the public school and uh, it was in my mom's contract that I had to go to the private school. So they didn't let me go to the public school. Interesting. And I straight up, we all went on a senior retreat before, before the year began. We had senior retreat. We went, we had a night of like speaking about like how your summer is going and how you want the school year to go and whatever. And um, I straight up said, I don't want to be here. Uh, I would rather be in a public school. They didn't let me. So here I am and I'm pissed about it. So fuck all yeah, you. Yeah, so fuck all y'all. And <laughs> Middle I'm fingers mad. up. <laughs> yeah. oh. And then for the rest of the year, the teachers gave me no shit. I cut so much class my senior year because I had just been a good kid for so long. And I was still getting like A's and B's. I was a good student. Right. I was a good kid. But I was just like, I'm going to just, I, don't, I just don't want to be here. So I'm not going to be. So I cut all kinds of class my senior year. Mm. And the teachers didn't give me any shit for it. I mean, I, I was in similar Trouble. boats. Like I got good grades and I never like gave teachers trouble. I uh-huh. just did what I wanted to do. Got away with whatever I wanted. Reflecting, I never did anything detrimental or harmful to anyone other than myself. Yes. Like I never disrupted classes Agreed. or, you know, like caused any violence or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Like at worst, it was like I ditched some class or like whatever. And so like that's harmful to myself, mm-hmm. but not really, I guess, because I didn't do it to a point at which I suffered any yes. like grades or anything. Like if my grades started to slip, then sure, it might have been a problem. Someone yeah. got involved. But like if I I'm, you know, I teach, days. right? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, if I've got a student who does their work, and like is doing well and you know they decide to peace out a couple of times but mm-hmm. it doesn't affect anyone other than them and even as it affects them it doesn't really reflect or hurt them in any way i'm not gonna do anything about yeah. it i'm gonna be like all right man like you're still here and you're doing fine like if something's going on in your life you need to talk about it like that's mm-hmm. a different story that's yeah. i mean my brother went to college and he went to i think he went to his calculus class only on days where he had tests mm-hmm. and he was just so good at calculus that he was fine anyway what else you got Oh, I was very surprised because it was actually Sean who was coming in with the good advice. And he was like, don't complicate your life, man. Like, don't do it. Put them away. Mm-hmm. Which is, he's usually the, uh, he kind of tends to exacerbate the issue a little bit. Whenever yeah. something is wrong, he will either make a bigger deal about it or he will take the problem on his own shoulders mm-hmm. and make it his problem. Right. Um, so he just tends to blow things out of the water a little bit. And right. here we are with him being like, no, 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 chill out. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think about later on in the show mm-hmm. when uh, Mr. Feeney says, like, something bad happened, and for once it wasn't your fault. And, I mean, it's not for once, obviously, mm-hmm. but but here we are, right? We're yeah. like, you're right. He, he does taper it off immediately after saying, like, yeah, man, we got test answers. Mm-hmm. But then they don't matter to him. Yeah. So it's of no consequence. Exactly. Then he's like, I don't care. Which is interesting. Um, it is very interesting. And <laughs> I found it really funny when he and Corey were sitting and talking and uh, – it was in the garbage can, but I wouldn't have looked in the garbage can if I hadn't been in. And then John goes, nothing we ever do is our fault. <laughs> and I was like, that is the most 
That is so accurate. When you're in right. high school, you're like, well, I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't. And this person did this to me. And yeah. so then, like, you it's amazing. never take responsibility it's, for It's your amazing own the capacity to reason oh, it so as not being your fault. So funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to say, just on, along the lines of, like, continuity things, when Sean brings the letter over to Corey, or when Corey has the letter and they, like, go upstairs to Corey's room, he's like, oh, my God, I got to give this to my parents. And Sean takes it from him and he crushes it. Like, he practically crushes it. And I'm like, of course they're going to know that you opened it because you slaughtered it. Yeah. It was, they just, they completely crushed it. I was like, they should be very gingerly opening it, mm-hmm. very gingerly closing it and putting it into a new envelope. I was like, you destroyed it. I don't understand that scene in the slightest, to be honest, because why did Feeney send a letter home with Corey that says, I would like to talk to you? Right? To, don't in reference to his parents. in the 90s? Yeah, well, like a teacher would have called his parents. Well, and, and then moreover, he lives next door, door right? Like, you would have been like, hey, you got a minute? Yeah. Right, right? Yeah, cool. What's, well, uh, yeah, you know, Let's knock on the fucking yeah. side door and be like, can we chat for a minute? Come right? over? Like, <laughs> also, does Corey truly think? That Feeney is that dumb that he does he can't see through this entire ruse. Like, does he really oh, yeah. think that Feeney is yeah. that dumb? He lost the geography bee. <laughs> like, first round, lost the geography bee, and mm-hmm. he's like, Feeney's gonna think I'm a genius. No, of mm-hmm. course he's not. Mm-hmm. You moron. Anyway, that was just my little... I was, I was like, if in the event that he had not, like, caused any sort of ruckus before, then I could see it. But since he had lost that geography bee... There's no way. Anyway. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I also... There's so many things. There's so many things in this episode. I just, like, was taking notes like a mad woman. Eric is such a sweet brother to Morgan in this episode. Whatever, you can drop us... Like, he gives up his Saturday. My brother never would have done that. My brother never would have been like, we're going shopping for a Halloween costume together. And maybe it's, like, because he's significantly older than... He's almost 10 years older than Morgan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's nine years older than Morgan, so I guess that that, that that's just why, because it's a very older brother and little sister dynamic, but mm-hmm. we get more of that older brother, little sister dynamic in the next episode, too, and I love it. Sure. I love it. I really enjoy that in this episode, Amy sells real estate because we need yes. her to not be in the house for not, a yes. reason. Yep. Uh. <laughs> and they mentioned it before. For at one point, I think, or she said something in some. It comes up. Episode, it comes up again. Like once or twice. Yeah. And honestly, that is the smartest thing that the writers could have done because I've worked in real estate before, and uh-huh. like realty does not have to be a full time job. No, you can do it casually. You can put your license on hold. Right. You can like it's the most. You can be a real estate agent and sell one and house do a year. Nothing. Yeah, like next to nothing. Right. So I mean, you're not gonna make a lot of money. Obviously, no, absolutely but not. Like, but like whenever they need it, if Alan's like, hey, well, it was a rough. Right. Like, hey, you know, buckle down and try to sell a house in the next two months or Mm -hmm. something. Like, she could. Yeah, absolutely. So, I would say that was a very smart decision on their part. I I don't know if they uh, really thought about that, but just No, I think that holds up. From working in realty before, like, that's that makes a lot of sense. I I feel like that was a pretty common thing for a lot of 80s and 90s sitcoms, where... um, it would be like someone was a part-time real estate agent mm-hmm. so that like they could have a job when we needed them to. Yeah, but not But like a lot of the times yeah. if we wanted them to just be around, they could be. And like be no one questioned home. that really. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. It, does it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't like ring weird to you at all. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of weird that it doesn't come up, like especially once the kids get older, that like she doesn't yes. go back to doing more real right, estate. more real estate. And maybe she does when they go to college and we just don't see it, but it well, was never like baby, so. harped upon. Yeah, it's true. She does have another, uh, another baby. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two 
things that I'm like, what? What? First of all, they're handing out full-size candy bars at Halloween. Oh, Full-sized. Yeah. They're yeah. that family. They're that family. They're that family. Maybe that's why Amy had to go sell that house. <laughs> <laughs> because they're giving up full-size candy bars mm-hmm. to kids. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing I was like, oh, they're that house. Okay, mm. right. But yeah. And so then, my family gave out popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. we, what? we gave like how how like little baggies yeah like? little, okay, okay. little they were just like no, yeah, just, just like, the handful. You <laughs> no they were little idea. um they were miniature bags of whatever that brand the like normal mainstream brand of popcorn mm-hmm. is like orville whatever or I just uh, that's not a bad idea they were like mini microwave bags well and they would sell I, my parents would buy this giant box of it at sam's and it was like halloween themed orange and black bags and they were personal size bags of mm-hmm. popcorn it was also like then we had that like the rest of the year yeah that's not a bad <laughs> idea uh, so that was we were the popcorn family the popcorn in the family. neighborhood at least you weren't the ruler family like no Amy. we did have a bitch-ass pencil family in my neighborhood though pencils are more useful than rulers i feel like nobody wants any school supplies that's for halloween true. that's true my other halloween comment was gonna be why is robin hood in a mask it's either Robin Hood or he's Peter Pan. I don't know. He's got a green no, hat with a feather. No, you're right. But why either is way, he, why does this kid on? have like a normal, person's a normal person's face, face mask on top of their face? It's right. very unneeded. Right. It's like a mask of his face. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, basically. I was just like, that doesn't. I mean, no. I'm sure it's for the punchline of Mr. Feeney thinks it's You're right. But why he isn't he like a werewolf or something that would require something a that mask? Something would require a mask. Uh, I hadn't even Robin thought about Hood. that. That's funny. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It also doesn't make any sense for Feeney to be giving out rulers as if he's never had trick-or-treaters right. before like this is his first year living in a house where he's had trick-or-treaters and he's like oh, I know this will be great people will love it bitch it comes every year right <laughs> well and I feel like yeah he's like this is the first year like, right, like this oh isn't maybe news. they won't like rulers instead of candy like <laughs> no this is not new right uh, maybe he ha- maybe he normally hands out candy and just forgot no he couldn't have- no he's like surprised that people don't want rulers I'm doesn't like, hold up how? Who was your MVP? My MVP was Alan. Okay. Um, because of all of the adults uh, who who are obviously privy to Corey's ruse, I think he does an excellent job of demonstrating trust and confidence mm-hmm. in his son and that understanding, we know you're going to do the right thing and we just you're going to work it out on your own and... Uh, I love how he stands up for his family mm-hmm. to to this bitch-ass education administration lady. Yeah. Um, she is the worst. Right. When I love that how he does it, too. Like, he has so much tact and calmness and patience mm-hmm. for it. He doesn't get mad at her at all. He's just very much, well, this is how we choose mm-hmm. to do it. And if you don't like it, kindly Please. fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's the most don't polite the way of being. Exactly. Because I think I would have had a horrendous time having that person in my home oh she's and not job shaming left and right, right exactly she's like being mean to morgan right like we're not supposed to like her she's and we no, they do an the excellent worst. job yes uh right. true, true, true. and i think that that's a big reason why he gets mvp because i'm sitting here watching my wife and my kids be insulted mm-hmm. by this bitch ass lady mm-hmm. who doesn't have kids of her own probably yeah that's um, something else you know, and I'm insulted and it's in my house. Like all these things about it that stack up to be like, wow, I'm going to lose my cool a little bit and mm-hmm. please and like tell her to get the fuck out. Yes. But he's so kind and patient and just kills her with kindness. 
so good. Yeah. He does such a good job. And then top it all off with they ground Corey, but it starts after, after Halloween, Halloween mm-hmm. because you're only 11 years old once and yes. Halloween's important to you. And like what you did deserves you should be grounded. But that doesn't mean you have to miss Halloween. Yes. You know. You shouldn't. Again, with the whole, you you only get to be a kid once. Right. You exactly. Miss like you're gonna get to enjoy that, and then you will pay your dues. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds a little like contradictory, but I think they do a good job of making it clear that it's not like you're not getting out of this, and like we're not going easy on you or anything. It's yeah, just, it's just like right. you. You're allowed to be a kid. Right. Like and it's fair. I feel like of all the things. He fessed up to it, and he knew what he did wrong, and he learned his lesson, and so they were Right. Like, By the time understand. they were grounding him, he yeah. knew it was already you there. You understand. So I guess that makes a little more sense. You understand the lesson, so we don't have to, like, teach it to you, and you know that... Right. Like, you know you got to pay your dues. And... Yeah. So you know you did something wrong, and you need to be punished, but mm-hmm. you learned your lesson. We know it's not going to happen again. Yeah. Megan, who was your MVP? So it was, it was hard to decide. So I had to say both of the Matthew parents because they both exhibit that sort of behavior when that nasty woman comes Mm -hmm. over. Amy's the one who said, well, we wanted to dress herself to encourage her individuality. And then Alan, of course, is being very patient and understanding Mm -hmm. while Mm -hmm. also being like, get out of my house. Sure. You crazy person. Right, right, right. They both kind of are onto him from the beginning. Alan, I feel like is very... He's like, yeah, no, um, I mean, you're the genius. You're the one. And she's mm-hmm. kind of like, are you sure that this is? So I feel like they tag team very well in this episode mm-hmm. together. And they see straight through this pretentious lady's bullshit because mm-hmm. they could fall captive to it and feel self-conscious and be like, our child isn't smart enough to get in this IQ, like whatever. But it's that idea of they're proud of their kids no matter what. Alan's so happy when his daughter comes home in a zombie costume. He thinks it's so cool. And they each are their own individual people. And they love who their children have become. Mm -hmm. And I think they work dynamically together in this episode. They are just so great. So I could not pick one. I wanted to pick one of the parents. But I I love some of Amy's moments in this episode, too. Good, good, good. Yes. Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. We've gone on for a long time about a lot of stuff that doesn't have to do with the episode. So. <laughs> we sure did derail for a minute. So, that's uh, fine. That's okay. Yeah, no, it was great. good. It was, it was a good. good episode. It was a good episode. I feel now we're getting into it a little bit more. I took a lot more notes than I had been the past couple of episodes because there are mm-hmm. more intricacies. Um, Eric is making a lot more appearances, which I love because I adore him. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Do you want to say uh, it? Oh, no. I like it better when you say it. Oh, okay. Class dismissed. (laughs) 